Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need you all to silence your cell phones and hold your applause until after we are finished. And most importantly, shut your mouth, because United by Wrestling is live, <laughs> baby. I'm your host, Dustin Destruction, with my co-host from Asheboro, North Carolina, the man with $5 a pair of headphones, so we're on take two, and a 16-time a backyard wrestling champion, the guru... <sighs> The shapester baby, shut up! And we are here like, on our. Is that going to be like a week? I, I, I'm not proud of the world titles <laughs> in the backyard. God damn it! I'm well, not proud of that. That's what you are. You are a legend in the backyard. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I'm not. Well, our buddy shapester went and watched some independent wrestling. Support indie wrestling. Hashtag support indie, indie wrestling. Probably a little better than Raw anyway right now. So tell us about oh. where, tell us about where, what you did, and how the show was. Oh, I mean, it, it was better than Raw in the last year. Like, I mean, we were in, it was PWX Invades the Rooftop, Rooftop 210, and lovely, beautiful downtown Charlotte, oh. North. For people that don't know what PWX is. Premier Wrestling. Premier Wrestling Experience. It's the local indie show that runs through the Carolinas monthly. And we were in beautiful Rooftop 210 in lovely, beautiful downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was downtown. I mean, this was like as downtown as you can fucking get, which was beautiful. Beautiful. A lot easier to drive in, though, than New York. Holy shit. (laughs) But we had the PWX debut of the Perfect 10, Sean Spears. Did my mic cut out again just then? No. No, you're good. Okay. Because I thought, take two, I'm kind of nervous. But now he's he was actually chill as fuck. Like to me, he was he was badass. It was badass. And I had to do. I'll upload the picture to the account. Of, we we did the perfect ten pose when I met him. Had to, had to get that. But no, the show itself was off the charts good. I, I was I was very very. I'm always impressed with PWX, but this one was this one was insanely good. The location was perfect, and the matches delivered insanely good. Especially Sean's with. Sean Spears' match with Elijah Evans was badass. And his little his little post-match promo when he's like, his mic wasn't working, and he's like, oh, is, is this thing on? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm not used to using these. I didn't get to use these too much. <laughs> and we obviously all know where that was where that was going towards. Yep. Fresh off his AEW appearance, too. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I was glad that he, he made the trek down to little old PWX for an appearance. That was awesome. Did, did you have a favorite card on the match before we move on? Uh, my favorite match uh, of the card was actually probably the world title match between Slim J and Corey Hollis. Ah, well. And, I mean, the for because early in the match, Slim J actually got knocked out of the ring, and you could hear the thud of his head hit the floor. And that's like you were telling me before chat. Apparently, Hollis broke his hand. And and then it's like, and then you know you had that. He got up and continued, and shortly after that, Corey Hollis tore some ligaments in his hand, and still continued the match. Both guys still continued the match regardless of what kind of pain they were in. Mm-hmm. And it, it was definitely a show showcase of you know how much you love what you do, and yeah, it, it was an insane night. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to J- July the seventh at the Grady Cole Center in lovely downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Hey, Charlotte, Charlotte is a fucking beautiful city. Holy shit. North Carolina sucks. Charlotte's a beautiful city. The state might suck, but Charlotte is a beautiful place. Just like Elias likes to quote, it's full of dumpy rednecks, including yourself. Not Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, you, you actually get city. I'm talking the state in general. Well, yeah, the state in general. Well, but I'm not a if redneck. You're, if you're a redneck, I'm just joking. Have to quote Elias. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a redneck. So the twang in your voice would say otherwise. Fuck you. That's a southern accent, you dick. Right. Well, that's enough of Peter Ux. So I just want to touch on some. Um, if I've been, we've been missing on our count, and it's not because you know we decide we don't want to do anymore. I've been in phone jail. <laughs> so yeah Apple when they tried to help me with my phone told me to do a system software update and they bricked it <laughs> so uh, yeah here we are we're back womp, we didn't womp, quit womp. and my hosts don't help me so <laughs> fuck you <laughs> me or the other guy if you want to check out host Dave since he can't be on here did a hot take video kind of what we're doing right now but this is the actual good one <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! All right. Well, also, if you want to check good quality content, we're we'll, we'll be doing a better one on Thursday because, well, we're supplemental. This will be our bitch bitching podcast because Raw and SmackDown just haven't been that good. So, like, what is there great to say about? And we will not be uh, tweeting Saudi Arabia. We as hosts have decided to take a stand on that. No, you know, there will there will be no Saudi coverage on Twitter, um, on the show, anywhere related to United by Wrestling. No Saudi Arabia coverage from Super Showdown will be on any of our accounts. And once again, if you're Saudi and you happen to, it's not because of you know the locals. I don't stand with what the government. You know, like, I don't, Sami, Zayn, Sami Zayn should be able to come and wrestle, or Aleister Black should be able to you know come and you know wrestle but since he has you know religious tattoos he can't or, so, or because I, of Sami Zayn's heritage he can't go it's well like, and Kevin I'll say in their support non-support of, and beheading of you know LBGT yeah. Shipes was, was part of that community and he does not support that I like Kevin Owens I support and Danny Bryan I you know support equality so yeah that's in the, that was our politics section you know if you guys are upset that we're not going to do that. You can always unsubscribe. That's <laughs> like, my stance on that. Yeah, it's like we will not cover any any remote remote coverage of Super Showdown at all. None. So that's the last time we're mentioning it. Besides the atrocity of them claiming it's better than WrestleMania too. But all right, you want to get the raw? If we have a choice, if I didn't, if I was able to drink, you know, by work at tomorrow, I'd probably play a shot game on how much time we say and booked right. Well, if that's the official quote of United by Wrestling, coming to t-shirts near you soon, if booked right. That's our one-liner. Cole has the big dog. Well, I would say boss time, but uh, he yeah. won't be saying that one no more. All right, so let's just get to it. Roman Reigns, he kicks off Raw, and what a surprise, Shane McMahon shows up. <laughs> and Drew McIntyre, bigger surprise, you know, promoting Saudi or whatever. God, and... I'm shocked. Yeah. So not only do we get, you know, Roman saying he's going to beat Shane, but he's then they announce a match we've never seen before. It's not like we just saw it wrestling at 35. We're going to see Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at stomping grounds. Hey, <laughs> I mean, first off, we just saw this match a month ago, at, or no, two months ago, excuse me, two months ago at WrestleMania. 
Mm-hmm. And first off, horrible, horrible pay per view name, by the way. And then <laughs> great balls of fire. And then I don't know if anything will ever top that, though. Holy yeah. shit! But <laughs> so then it's like you're gonna give us this match again, which trust me, as as two people that were there, not many people were engaged in that match to begin with. Then, yeah, I didn't mind it because I'm a big Roman guy, and I think Drew's a future world champion. But the rest of the crowd really, yeah, was like, it, was, it, was like, there, it was not it was not an engaging contest, and I don't. They were think... more worried about they were more worried about chanting, "Oh, turn the lights off." And it's like, then, I, I don't think, I mean, the one at Stomping Ground is going to be any better. I'm sorry, it's, like, it's, it's going to be less of a crowd, and obviously people have their feelings towards Roman already, so. And like you said, I mean, like, we, like we've both said many a times throughout any of our shows, Drew McIntyre is a future World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. So, I would hope he goes over, but he probably isn't, because... As much as I love Roman, it seems like everybody he faces their momentum kills. Ask Elias, ask Bobby Lashley, you know, ask several people. Yeah. And that's coming from a Roman fan, so I'm really not looking forward to that match. But, hey, if you are, eat your own. Let's say more power to you. And then this is even more. Like I'm glad the Revival are being used, but they're up with Shane. Yeah. Who thought of, that's, who thought of that? Vince, because the Revival's leaving. Yeah, he's trying to appease them, I guess, any way they can. He can. Being Shane's lackeys supposed to be appeasing? I, I, Vince logic. I guess by Vince logic it is. So, so we got the Blood Heritage, the Usos. The Bloodline. The Bloodline. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the Bloodline versus the Revival and Drew Matt. Okay, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. We talked about this actually a while back about having a stable called the Bloodline with the Usos and Roman. Yeah. But here's the thing. If booked right, there's our first plug of our (laughs) one-liner. I'm going to do a fake shot of Jameson. There we go. Yeah, I wish I had a full case of Jameson, but that's beside the point. It's like we talked about this a while ago, and the thing about it is that could be such a great dominant stable – but when you're having them go against people like that and you have the club technically all available in WWE, you have Carl, Luke, and Finn. Or AJ. Or, and AJ, too. You put AJ in there, too. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, be... it's like you have, you have things like this, but instead you're wasting potential gold mines on a tag team who's leaving and Drew McIntyre because <laughs> – I don't know what the hell you're waiting on to pull the trigger on him, but it's just like you, trying to find stuff to do for him. Pretty much, you're you're just you're wasting precious opportunities. Like that's the thing we were talking about. This is a little off key, but whatever. You know, we were talking about on, on the way to PWX Sunday night. We were, uh, we were talking about wasted money opportunities that Vince McMahon has done over you know the course of the last couple of years, and it's like when Brock Lesnar shows up, we'll cover more of his bitch ass in a little while. But, you know, when Lesnar shows up, he comes up with the boombox and all that shit, and boom, shirt's out on shop next morning. But back when, was it Finn and Gallows and Anderson and all them did the beat up John Cena thing? That was John. I mean, AJ. Oh, that AJ, AJ. That was AJ. Okay, excuse me. Um, there was never a shirt made for that, right? And it was like, you know how many people would have, you know how much money that shirt would have made? Especially since a lot of people don't like John Cena. So. But, and then it's just like, you know, you have, 
speaking to the point of the whole wasted money opportunities, it's like you have the bloodline, you have the Usos and Roman, you have a potential gold mine there uh, of things to do, and you're 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 gonna you're gonna use it against a t- a tag team who's leaving and a guy who's just being searched for stuff to do. Horrible, yeah. horrible booking. Well, just imagine, you know, they could be a dominant stable. Turn oh, yeah. hill and make it kind of like the nation or something like that. I mean, it's like, you know, they have, you know, let's be honest, Roman and Uso scream hill, even if they don't want to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, they know they're good. They've been, Roman's the top guy and Uso's their top tag team. So it's like, if you're not part of the Samoan dynasty, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, it's like, that, and there's there's another wasted gold mine opportunity. You have, you have potentially one of the best heel stables in a long time sitting right in front of you that you're doing nothing with. Why pull? Why? What's stopping you? Dwayne had the L. Your look, the baby face. We had no problem turning Dwayne heel. He started off as well after that my, Rocky Mavia crap. <laughs> but the Rock himself, when he switched it at Rock, was a heel. Yeah. Why? I, don't I know this is just like the Roman banner. Who cares? But it's just like if you're gonna do the bloodline, do it right. Well, and and that's the thing. It's like if booked right, you have and you have you have all these second mention. You have all these potentials coming to a t-shirt near you soon. Um, you have all these potential things for such great stuff. But what whatever the thinking is nowadays with Vince, it's like he's so afraid to pull the sponsors. Tr- that's exactly. Sponsors. Well, but it's just like Vince. What happened to the days when you had sponsors, but you said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that." No competition. <sighs> That's why AEW is like very like. Even if they don't want a war, AEW will put Vince. May hopefully, you know, if it all goes well, you know. So keep buying their pay per views, by the way, if you have a chance. Keep buying the pay per views. Keep buying the merch. Keep doing all of it. And watch the shows when they get on TNT. Because that will be huge. You know, that might actually get Duddy off their ass. So, we want AEW to succeed. Anyone that doesn't, it's crazy. It's just like, I don't, I, 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 can, I, I fathom, like, all this stuff. That it's like, you have all these, you have all these things that are right in front of your face that you're just not even, like, giving us a thought to. Yeah, well, at least surprisingly, they had the revival and Drew go over and beat the Usos and Roman. So there's that. I mean, yeah, that's at least at least there's that. But so I already had the bloodline lose. <laughs> it's like, oh god, great great idea for anything. You already have a name for them and everything, and then well, yep, they lose. Yeah, but we're talking about how Drew loses to Roman, so I mean, you gotta get him a victory. Yeah, because we all know he's gonna lose a singles match. Yeah, it's stomping ground. He'll lose. All right, up next, Miz TV of Seth Burnett Down Rollins. Yeah, pretty, pretty much it's Seth sitting there saying he's focusing on Baron Corbin and Odell Brock Lesnar later. That's, <laughs> yeah. What, what the fuck? Baron Corbin! I mean, let's be honest. We all know. I mean, I don't know, but I think the good chances are Lesnar's probably going to cash at Saudi Arabia to make them happy. Yeah, he, he'll. I, I think it's like. You know, he does the whole beatdown thing, and then it's like he was supposed to cash in one well, day. The beatdown, we're not into beatdown quite yet. Oh, well, fuck it. it. It happens. But it's like, you know, and then he doesn't do it there, but then he keeps screaming, Friday, Friday, Friday. Sounding like Rebecca Black over here. Like, 
Well, they're trying to make Brock entertaining. I mean, well, I mean, it's like the only thing that sucks about him cashing in is we're, we're going to have no more Brock parties. I we're mean, not going to have a champion. I said, we're not going to have a champion and we're not going to have any more Brock parties. I like the Brock parties. All right. I like <laughs> that shit. Which is awful to say because we are very well-known Lesnar haters. Yeah, I mean, but hey, I will say, I enjoy that shit. And it's like, I mean, Lesnar's actually, for the first time in 15 years, entertaining. Yeah, it's like retiring from USC, kind of, I don't know, made him have a personality again? I don't know, it's weird. I I, I don't know, I just know that it's like, you know, he's going to, because... He's gonna have gold. The, the 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 bitches over there are gonna have all. You know they're gonna have Goldberg there, which they wanted. And... It's like home bitches. I mean, well, motherfucker, please, ain't nobody support that shit. But well, you don't know. There could be. It's like you're gonna have Goldberg over there, which they wanted. They paid top dollar for. And then you're gonna have Lesnar over there, which they again paid top dollar for. Taker. And then you're gonna want. That's why I think maybe I don't know who's gonna. I think maybe Goldberg will go over in that, but really, well, I mean, if that's what they want, how's Sting and Hunter go? Well, I mean, that's true, but it's like we got to think about how those shows are booked. Those shows aren't booked how Vince wants them booked. They're booked how the Prince wants them booked. That's true. Vince just sits there and Vince just sits there and collects his money. Let's say he just collects the blood money. So, but it's like you know, if Lesnar, if they want Lesnar as champion, it'll happen Friday. And yep. it's just like, and I, see, I feel so bad for Seth. In they're gonna get Lesnar versus Baron Corbin. Well, I don't know if it'll be before the match. I think it'll be after the match. Seth will beat wow. Seth will beat Baron, and then Lesnar will come down, beat the holy shit out of him again. And wait, Baron's at Baron's at Super Showdown. For some reason, I was thinking he was at Stomping Ground. No, it's at, it's at Super Showdown. Oh, and then he'll come out, beat the holy shit out of him, and cash in there. Probably. And right. I just feel—I feel like I said—I feel so bad for Seth because it's like you got one of the hardest working guys in the business about to get shit on by a piece of shit part timer. Well, I kind of think he only won the title because Vince wasn't sure what Brock was going to do. There's probably legitimate interest from Brock to go back to UFC, but the money wasn't right. Right, I mean, I, I, and that's the thing. It's like that—that's just such bullshit. So I'm kind of thinking that I'm starting to think with how the bookings going that Seth wasn't even supposed to win at WrestleMania. Yeah. All right, from one bland segment to this one. We've never seen this one before. Lars Sullivan talking, beating down the Lucha House party. <laughs> oh, my God. I, the, the, you know the funniest thing to come out of this? The funniest what? thing to come out of that was, was um, I think it was uh, Dawson. Uh, he, when the Lucha House party was doing the suicide dives through the ropes, and he tweeted out Lucha darts. <laughs> That that was the funniest thing to come out of that whole thing. Yep. Well, so up next we got Becky out there and gets interrupted by Charlotte and Lacey. Pretty much, the Becky Becky vowed to get revenge on Evans, and Evans expressed that she is the face of the disgusting that Becky shouldn't be. You know, the face of the women's division is on classy should be. And Becky pretty much just was making fair of blonde hair. <laughs> Becky said that just because Lacey's blonde doesn't mean she's Charlotte Flair, so she's not going to get the opportunity Charlotte gets. And Charlotte comes out, brags about her resume, and then Evan says she currently has nothing, and then 
Charlotte and Lacey look like they might be getting a feud. I mean, it's just pointless. I mean, the whole it's the thing. It's like you watch. Why Charlotte? Why can't you have Lacey and you know <laughs> Becky in a nice little feud for a while? The thing about like all of this, like from one segment to the next, is like you literally sit there and you go, "Why? Like why?" And why is why is it like you have momentum from one week, you never carry it over to the next, and then you come up with these fucking ideas right off the cuff of your ass, like uh-huh. like we talked about. I'm pretty sure Vince writes Raw while he's sitting on the toilet taking a shit. Yep, and, I wouldn't. I would not be doubtful that one bit, or especially he, since Charlotte won because Becky attacked her. Yeah, and it's like, or he is sitting there taking a shit and looks at the raw script and goes, Nope, I'm changing all of this because I think this would be better. I just feel bags. All this stuff, like the last three segments we've seen, actually four, Drew and Roman, Seth and Brock, you know, that now Rey Mysterio relinquishes the United States championship to Samoa Joe. Uh, it's like, what? Like, and he just give he just he really he relinquishes it to Joe, right? Like Yeah. Laid down the title of the ring and then Joe put my cocaine in a clutch and took the title. Okay, so instead of you know, I love Joe, don't get me wrong, but instead of like giving some mid <laughs> mid card talents something to do, like a little tournament or something, you know. Oh, they do have something to do, the twenty four seven title. Oh, <sighs> Okay, fuck that ugly piece of shit. But it's like you have instead of giving mid Carter something to do, like a multi-week tournament culminating at stomping grounds, you just let Ray relinquish it and give it right back to the guy that had it held it before. Yeah, the foot flop of titles they've been doing for the last like couple months or two. Great idea. It's it's brilliant. No, it's really not. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, if you think this is horrible, they have a random ass arm wrestling match. Okay, okay, okay. Ross Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Okay, this this would be at the point. Honestly, this right here, if I was watching the sh- if I had been watching the show live Monday night, this is where I would have turned it off and like played Xbox or something, because I, I I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, Strowman's yes, his pushes have died but fell by the wayside and Lashley's about as entertaining as watching paint dry but y- 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 uh, okay what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> honestly I can- you're wasting television time <laughs> you're wasting people's hard earned money that are there in the arena you're wasting people's TV time people could be sleeping and you're trying to entertain them with a fucking little like school cafeteria arm wrestling match and then Lashley attacking him afterwards. Uh, and then you have him slap him in the face and attack him. Like, yeah. what? Uh, okay, that that right there just is pretty much says to me, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing anymore. And you're just going to watch this because, yeah, that's what I feel like doing. Yeah. Well, remember, like, uh, Ray, remember that one time Braun Strowman was poised to beat Brock Lesnar for the title? Yeah, good times. I was like, good times there. <laughs> yep, really good times. I mean, part of it's his wrong, his own doing, but obviously he's in someone's doghouse right now. Probably Vince's. Well, it, it it has to be Vince's because Vince was so high on the dude, and he does stupid shit to fuck himself over. Yeah, so, and, so you want to feel bad for him, but 
it's like but, you, you, you want to, but it's like then again, when you when you know that it's his own faults that's doing it, you you really can't because it's like, well, you're the one that did it. All right up next, we got kind of a Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce with obviously Alexa and Billy Kay at ringside, which I kind of think it's cool to have Nikki and Alexa. It's a random ass tag team, but it might work. The crazy, you know, gimmick and the Nikki, and then you know, obviously the goddess. The coffee, the coffee goddess. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. I think that's stupid as hell. But I'm also not a coffee drinker, so. <laughs> I mean, I I love it personally because I'm like huge on coffee. I I don't go a day without it. But you're way more edgy and bitching about Vince's booking PG. Nothing screams PG like a coffee gimmick. And then it's like, and then and then Peyton Peyton kicks over Alexa's coffee mug, and Billy pushes her into the spilt coffee, and like Alexa gets pissed because. They ruined her pants. Like, what? And it's like, she throws a little fit because they ruined her pants. Like, that's like five-year-old shit. It's like, I'm a big fan of Iconics and Alexa, but good God. Oh, and, and, and not to mention, not, not to mention, here, here we go. Shocker, the tag team champions lost again. Have they won an actual they have match not since won, WrestleMania? They have not won singles or any tag match at, since becoming champion. Uh-huh. At all. They have Great not, booking. They have not won once since. Not say not booked right. That's the new line there. I mean, it's like what? Oh, okay. I'm still at a loss on this shit. But say, so who are they in the doghouse of? Or is that just Vince like forgetting their champions or something? Like, I understand not having won every match, but they have not won one. Well, it's probably Vince. Probably Vince. I can see it. He's sitting in there. All right, I'm a book. Let's see. I'm gonna write this down. I'm a book. Let's see. Uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna do Nikki versus Peyton. Um, wait a minute. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I I created women's. T- I don't know where I put those damn things. Um, yeah. So, me me Alexa and Nikki are the champions. Damn it, they'll go over. Yeah, it's like everybody that I put Pey- against Peyton and Billy are gonna go over because I think I put the titles on. No, where did I put those damn titles? <laughs> I can't probably figure it out. What do you think about Nikki and Alexa? Uh, I, lo- I love it, honestly. Like the, it's like they're, they're so fun to watch together because it's like you have two coexisting personalities. Yeah, way and, different. And it's like they, 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 their chemistry is so good together. And it's like I, I enjoy it. It's random as is random as hell, but I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, once again they lost. The comics was a surprise. All right up next. Brock Lesnar says he's going to cash in on Rollins and beats and Rollins down and sends him to the hospital. It's like, yeah. Um, right. Pretty much setting up the, you know, spot for Super Showdown, you know, such beat up already. And then but it's like Baron, my, Baron will do whatever he does to him and then cash in. My thing is this. My thing is this, right? It's like, you know, after watching the segment, when they, especially when Seth got taken to the hospital, it's like, okay, Vince, you literally just played everybody because you you thought that saying Lesnar was going to cash in on Raw was going to bring ratings. That was the. Yes, that we was all the, know he wasn't. Everyone knows. That's like everybody knows he wasn't actually going to. Then again, maybe they did. I don't know what the ratings were this week. I haven't checked. But I'm it's like you know, one. you know, the whole thing was a ratings ploy to begin with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what says ratings like midweek, Stephanie McMahon claiming that he needs to cash in? Oh, 
contract, by the way, that he gets a year to cash oh, so I, in, and, then that's and it's another, supposed to be unpredictable. That's another completely whole asinine thing about this whole thing is, like, all of a sudden you're taking the Money in the Bank story, the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is, you know, by WWE rules, the winner of the briefcase has an exact year from the day that they win it to cash in at any point, anytime, anywhere. But because Lesnar doesn't know that you're gonna like he says he's gonna do it but then he doesn't and then he finds out he doesn't he has a year and then he chooses not to and then you're gonna punish him for not cashing in and you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna okay it makes no fucking sense at all that's no, weird i don't remember them telling edge that he had to cash in in a month for they've RVD never or... they've never told that's like 95 percent of the money in the bank briefcase is the surprise of the cash in except for braun RVD and um, Brock, supposedly. But it's just like, I mean, the, the point of, it's like. No, sorry, John. It's like John. the point of the point of money in the bank is like, you know, you're supposed to, like, you never know when they're going to cash it in. You never know. And they have a year and all this other bullshit. And now all of a sudden, just because it's like Lesnar, you're going to revert every rule ever made. Up next, Triple H and Randy Orton come face to face. Now, this was good. This was good. I enjoyed it. I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of like on the. I don't know. I mean, about this. the pro- the promo was good, but of course, what would you expect from two um you know two legends, like who know each other? Obviously, yeah. But throwing childish insults like your balls are in Stephanie's purse, which Punk used to do all the time. So that just killed the like right there. I mean, I mean, it was Florence like. Was, I mean, Paul hit. Paul did his you know great promos. You know, he always does, but. Like Randy, like really? Well, I mean, <laughs> at least at least the only like alternative to this was like when Randy did it. You know, he Hunter comes back with like a really hilarious response. Yeah, so that was the good thing about it. It's like, like Randy has no balls. He wouldn't know what it's like to have the big balls to carry a match like he does. Yeah, it's like see that was that was what made it good. Like now when Randy said that, I was like, oh yay! Wait a minute, are we in 2011? Where's Punk? Because he used to do this shit all the time. Well, the balls jokes have been around forever. I mean, it, the purse thing, you know, to get the balls out of Stephanie's purse was him. But it's just like, I mean, seriously, come on. It... Well, it's like, once again, you can tell a lot of these guys don't care about Saudi Arabia. They're just collecting the paycheck. And I think this feeds another one of those. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, because like, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, literally like an RKO, you book Triple H versus Randy Orton. Out of nowhere, no reason for a match, no nothing, no absolutely nothing. <laughs> you just book a match with them two, and then you have them do one promo on Raw together, and that's like it. You know, and it's how they're booking the whole event for the most part, except for me and Lesnar and Rollins. I don't know. Up next, this is a random ass match: Ricochet versus Cesaro. <laughs> I mean, Ricochet won, but and obviously the match is amazing. Both guys are absolute phenomenal wrestlers. So I did, wrestling you see, did, you happen to, did you happen to see that sequence they posted on Twitter uh, uh, that Ricochet pulled off in that match? And Ricochet and Cesaro pulled off in that match? But then once they make No, I did not. But once again, it was stupid because they found our truth underneath the ring. Oh, yeah. Mid-match, you have a whole bunch of guys running down the ring. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it, that that gave me a little chuckle when Cesaro pulls the table out and Truth is attached to it. It's like, but it's like, also, you have a great match like that and you ruin it like that. 
Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that? No. I don't know. No, it, was really kind of ran- it was kind of a random-ass match, but... Up next, The Undertaker, the dead man, returns to Monday Night Raw. Love you, Taker. Any thoughts? Uh, they cut him off. <laughs> like, watching it. Yeah, the dead man got cut off because Vince poorly organized a show where they ran out of time. Yeah, it's like, and then... I mean, but then again, even when they did when they did show like on social medias and stuff his full his full thing, it was literally nothing more than if you don't bring your best, you're gonna rest in peace and you're next and all that other shit. Pretty much, yeah. Telling Goldberg, you know, leave the family man around. No one wants to see that. Bring 173, you know, Goldberg, yeah. or you're gonna rest in peace. I'll say it's like because uh, you can tell both of them don't give a shit about this. It's the money. And Goldberg was a little more fired up on SmackDown but, than Taker was, but well, that's maybe it's but maybe he was also rushed. Like, good God, the show was. I mean, he got cut off. Maybe he was rushed with his promo. We don't know that, but I'm yeah, sure. I don't know. It, it's just uh, it's a match that should have happened like fifteen years ago. Literally, it should have happened in '03. Yeah, that's when Goldberg when jumped over. Yeah, yep, that's when it should have happened. You had. And you had the American badass still. He hadn't mm-hmm. he hadn't gone back to the dead man yet. And you know, you have that. And then Goldberg's fresh on the scene, you know, just jumped over. Nobody thought he was gonna ever jump over and he jumps over and they were both in prime condition and that's that's when that's when you should have done it. Not in two thousand nineteen when both guys are literally on their last legs. Well, also, it's like neither showed up. Like, okay, Taker showed up like one or two weeks. Goldberg didn't show up until Tuesday, and yeah. it shows Friday. Yeah. Like, what? Great, great idea there. And you're once again, you're advertising this as a WrestleMania worthy match. A, a, a WrestleMania equivalent. Well, this match just says WrestleMania worthy. Once again, made 15 years ago with well, proper build up. Well, and and then once again, okay, if this match is WrestleMania worthy, why the Fuck, didn't we have it at 35? Hey, you had seven hours. You probably got to fit in. Taker wasn't even on the show. Say, Taker's not even misses his first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> and you couldn't have had this then? It, it makes no sense. All right. Well, without further ado, SmackDown tonight. Yay! So, we start off with Kofi... And he showed, they showed him a trip to Ghana, you know, he was back there, you know, helping out and making visits and stuff. And Dolph Ziggler comes out and says he respects Kofi's journey, but he played it, Ziggler played his own video package? What? <laughs> he did yeah, what? he came out there and played a video package for himself. Okay. And I, I'm sorry, like I've said before, like I've said about this whole thing. You know, oh, and then he played up another video package after that of him beating up Kofi Kingston. It's like, well, my thing about this whole thing is like, you know, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Dolph Ziggler. I really like the guy, but the whole jealous ex crazy girlfriend type <laughs> gimmick that he's playing is so bad. I will beat you because I have to. It should have been me. You will love me. Like yeah, feel that too bad for him though, because he resigned. He could have easily left. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're the one that signed on for this shit. <laughs> but it's just like I'm sorry, whoever. If I, I hope 
I hope me saying this is not like, you know, oh, Ziggler came up with that whole thing. Oh, shit. But whoever, no, I mean, that'd be awkward. <laughs> I was like, it's like, you know, Lesnar came, I mean, Lesnar shit. Ziggler came up with this whole thing, right? Oh, fuck. Uh, well, okay. Not Dolph's best idea. Let's put it that way. But whoever came up with this whole thing is like, dude, this is horrible. Horrible. I mean, at least, uh, at least this is one of the few matches for Friday that they're building up. At least. But, all right, up next, Owens and Zane come out and challenge the New Day. At least, you know, it's cool to see Owens and Zane again. It's Those all- guys pair together as either feud or tag team. It's, 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 always, it's always awesome to see Owens and Zane together. They'll always fight forever. Like, it's like, literally, they're like Batman and Joker. They're either, they're destined to be, you know, no forever. Oh, God, that's an edit. What? Static. From your mic, so there's an, that's one that you have to do. Hmm. So, but the new day did beat them. Has Kevin Owens really won since he's been back? Not that I'm aware. Yeah, say so he came back at Fastlane, right? Or got announced as the person to face uh, Brian at Fastlane. When doing a whole, yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's really won since then. I don't think he has. But yep, new day beat them. Then Ziggler came out and attacked Kingston and Woods with super kicks. Well, so you know, so, so you know, Kofi's going to retain Friday. Oh yeah, they're not going to put the title on Ziggler. I mean, he hasn't ever. I mean, he's long past the world championship thing, unfortunately. Yeah. But all right, when Shane comes out and talks about beating up Roman, great. And then he asks, "Is he going to face the big dog or a little pup?" Oh God! Sounds like Dave's say, only kind of access. I'll say it, it's honestly, it sounds like Dave because, like, for anybody that doesn't know, Dave went into the little promo booth they had at uh, Axe, WrestleMania Access at thirty four, yeah. and did a promo on. You, you could pick any superstar to do a promo. Dave did one on Roman Reigns and <laughs> called him a little Chihuahua. Yep, and it's like uh, that sounds exactly like Dave's promo. And uh, so the moment of bliss came out, you know, the highlight was that Charlotte and uh, Carmella came out and said that they're going to have a triple threat match against Bit. And shit. I've. There's a triple threat match. I'm guessing it's Alexa. It's, it's Alexa, Charlotte. Carmella, yeah. And Carmella. And Carmella, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought Bailey, but I'm like, no, it's Alexa. I don't know why they would have a number one contenders match. With the with, I'll say with the champion in it. That's makes sense. Shut up. Well, I mean, with Vince's logic, it could be there, but. So, yeah. Up next, Elias beats R True for the 24 7 title. Yay. Yeah, yeah. And then R True came back and beat him again. But the, 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 the cool thing about that, I will have to say, is he beat him for it under the ring. <laughs> He's like he changed. But Elias deserves better than that. Of course he does. Like everybody knows that. That's the thing. That's the fucked up part about the whole thing is Elias. Elias deserves so much better than this. But so I get it. Like the you know mid low carders and stuff. But you know Elias should be upper mid card. You know intercontinental champion to you know maybe go to each champion thing. Yeah, I agree. But it's just like, oh god. Then again, champions don't mean much. I mean, look at. Billy and Payton, they lose every match. And where's Hawkins and Ryder been since they won the title? Yeah, back. They almost forget they're champions. Back in catering, honestly. Say, so apparently being a champion means nothing. I mean, I know they say the title's a prop. You know, that's how wrestlers say it. But good God. 
<laughs> they're not doing it very. I mean, even then, you know, if even if it's a prop, shouldn't it be a little more recognition? Like, why have them if you're? I say, like, why give them? I, I don't. It makes no sense. So Alexa Bliss beat Carmella. She's the number one contender Yay! for the SmackDown Women's Title. Yeah, which I like. I love Alexa. Could have been Charlotte. I was like, wants to see. I, anybody that bitches about it being Alexa, hell, it could have been Charlotte. It's like people that, or Carmella, every one of them have been champions. It's not like she's taking someone's spot. Because I know we've had the old Alexa Bliss is overproduced. But I mean, really, what's she done since 34 when she was champion? Exactly. In fact, she's hardly wrestled. And Charlotte's already won a championship since then, so. Well, so is Carmella. Exactly. She cashed in on Charlotte like the month after. No, actually, I think she cashed in Charlotte the Friday night SmackDown of that But week. it's like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see Alexa getting it, but. I mean, I don't know if I want her to win. I think Bailey deserves it to long title, a long yeah, title. I, I don't reign, think. Because that would just prove Sasha's point. Yeah, it's like, I don't think. I mean, I hope, you know, I hope Becky doesn't. I mean, Becky shit. Bailey doesn't. God, dude, how many botches do you have tonight? Well, it's like, it's like this all, this shit all runs together. Like, goddamn. You call it Alexa Bailey and you call it freaking Elias Lesnar. No, I called Ziggler <laughs> Lesnar. Okay, well, dude, are you high right now or something? I wish the hell I was. But it's just like, <laughs> I, I hope Bailey doesn't lose in her first, def- like, real defense. But, you know, it would prove Sasha's point if she does. Yeah, which I don't think Vince wants to do. Lucky Vorce on him. But Lars conducted his first interview and pretty much just t- talked about why he's a real life freak of nature. And I heard it was really, really cringeworthy, not in a good way. Yeah, I don't know. I, a, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not too familiar with Lars's work in NXT, so I, I can't tell you not, how he is on the mic. He does not have the best mic skills. So, all right, this is even more random. Andrade laid out Apollo for DDT. So it was supposed to be Andrade versus Apollo. Like, where the hell has Apollo been? (laughs) I was like, where the fuck did they dig him up at? Like, what the fuck? Andrade's a top star. He's going to be. Yeah. And he's facing Apollo in a random ass match. Uh, (laughs) This this shit just makes no sense. Like, I I get filler matches, but that's like. That's like ultimate filler match right there. Like I don't understand that match at all, but hey, you know, they're both great wrestlers, so it was great. It was, I mean, obviously, it was a great match. The thing but... is, the match didn't, well, the match didn't even happen. Well, but it's just like, what the fuck? Okay, it's like it could have been a great match. That's my point. It's like, if you're gonna have a random ass, you know, segment like that, you know, at least do the match. Say, like, at least Ricochet and Cesaro, because it would have been a damn good match. At least, say, at least let it happen. I mean, what's the point of him attacking Apollo? It's not like he's a feud really with him. Right like, so, so you tell Apollo, all right, get 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 in your gear. You're going to be on the show tonight. All right, what am I doing? You're going to get laid out with a DDT. Wait, that's that's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. That's Andrade's going to lay you out with it. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, the other thing. Where's Finn Balor on this card? Yeah, because then like, he have... Where's Finn Balor on SmackDown? And he has a match Friday with Andrade. Is it Andrade? Yeah. Yeah, Demon Ballard. Yeah, right. Demon Ballard. I, I don't know much about Saudi Arabia. Like I said, I only the main ones because I really don't care about the card, to be honest. All right. So at least we get to finally Goldberg finally showed up four nights before his supposed WrestleMania Dream match <laughs> thing that they're promoting. Goldberg. 
know, he got a decent promo. I mean, for Goldberg, actually, it was you know, his intensity, you know, saying, you're, you want a family man, not the family man. You want 173-year-old Goldberg, that's who you're going to get because you're not worthy of the family man. <laughs> and it's like, if you don't bring your A-game taker, you're going to rest in peace. Well, I mean, at least Goldberg can still have a decent one in him. And so instead of, you know, Taker retaliating, they have the gong hit. Taker pops in the ring, stares at – they have a quick stare down for three minutes, cut like two minutes. The gong hits and Taker's gone. Great. That was a go-home go show and sequence for a feud. That's supposed to be a WrestleMania dream match Great. in Saudi Arabia. Booking. Great. It's like this match should have been played out a little bit longer. It should have been at WrestleMania, so they at least could have built a proper storyline around it. Yeah. Then again, they probably had no intentions of Goldberg, but they got the money, so they I say it's all about the money. So yeah, that was the end of SmackDown. I mean, I don't know. Basically, basically, let's sum it up. Both shows this week absolutely sucked. It's like they don't care. They're just trying to get to Saudi Arabia and get it over with. That's pretty much what I'm getting to vibe with. Yeah, it's like literally like the last, you know, it it, it feels like that way for a while. Like, you know, that they just don't care. But Raw and SmackDown this week both truly felt like they just did not give a shit. I mean, do you think Vince is, this is awkward, maybe a hot take. Do you think he's like regretting Saudi Arabia? Because there was no promo about it besides the awful, it's equivalent to WrestleMania. Thing. Hell no, he's not regretting it. He he loves the money. Yeah, but look at the booking for the money he's getting. He, he doesn't care about the booking. He's just worried about the money. So then again, the prince who's paying it probably don't even watch. No, he just wants the to booking. See, I'll say he just wants to see what he wants to what he paid for. Yeah, that's all he wants to see. He doesn't care about how it's booked or. You know, proper wrestling 101. He doesn't give a shit about all that. He just wants to. So, he just, so we all suffer because of a show. Because obviously we have to watch the booking, how terrible it is. Yeah. But like I said, I'm only watching highlights on WWE right now until some things change. You know, I read highlights and look at results. I'll admit it. Yeah, it's like, and, it's, we, it's what we pretty, mainly because I work both shows, but. Well, exactly. Me too. I have early mornings for both shows. So but it's just like on late for West Coasters. But it's just like, I mean, the whole thing, it's just like, it feels like WWE just does not care. I don't know. It's that way. It's been that way for a while. Though. It's like, it's like they call baseball, you know, after the all-star game to like the playoffs, like the dry stretch. Yeah. Well, after WrestleMania to like maybe SummerSlam, it's like the dry stretch. Yeah, exactly. And then so it's you like, don't care. There's a little bit of hype for SummerSlam. He does a little bit for that. And then dry stretch until Survivor Series. And then he gives a little bit about that. Dry stretch until the Royal Rumble. And then that's when he goes full again. Actually gives a shit. Well, and then it's like, you know, he takes he takes like that month from he takes the month off of February. Takes half the month month <laughs> See, off. See, this WrestleMania, we got two week build ups for every few yeah, like, much, except for Kofi. Literally, it's Seth. like he takes like February off. He takes half of March off. And then at the halfway through March, he realizes, oh, wait a minute. WrestleMania is coming. Time to give a shit with like two or three weeks left. And that's without the XFL. The XFL launches in February. Oh, God. It's like he don't care about his undercard. I mean, this year he proved that. He only cared about the big three matches. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be a long one. So buckle up, friends. I mean, maybe when they go, well, 
Rumor is that when they go to Fox in October, he actually is going to have to give a shit. So we might have some luck, actually. Well, let's just hope that it, it pans out. I think AEW is probably going to be on TV around the same time they go to Fox. I, I, say, so I, I, I do believe AEW debuts weekly in October. Around the same time as Fox. So yeah. he, might actually, he might actually give a shit. But until the October, September, we have to suffer. <laughs> I mean, summer will be in August. We might help not have to. We might only have to suffer for now to somewhere in August. But all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, without further ado, uh, I guess we're done. That, Any announcements? That Whatever would be announcements in the show. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed our rants. And... Say, I'm sorry, we should be more passionate about Ron SmackDown, but it's hard when they don't give a shit about their own show to want to cover it. Well, it's just like, you know, there's nothing exciting to talk about. It's just basically our takes on how bad the shit is. Pretty much just for the company we love, but it's frustrating for the fans that, you know, might love WWE still, at least they get some coverage. Yeah. If you want to watch a more positive one, we'll be recording NXT on Thursday, and that'll be uh, much, a lot more I'll say much go lucky. Much, much better. All right, on that note, I'm Dustin Instruction with my co-host. The Shapes, the baby. Stay going, my friends. Deuces.